Okay, welcome. Pashas Vaera, Tafshin Pei Dalit. Okay, so I just, I told you to see this. I had like one very small, important thing to say, and then then I, then the whole Torah. And then I realized that really the small, little, important thing to say is the Torah. So we're going to get just one thing, but it's, it's, uh, anyway. So there's a Pasuk in, uh, it's Vav Kaf Zayin. Okay. Heim hamedabrim el paroi melech mitzrayim. Okay, so it's Moshe and Aaron, they were the ones who spoke to power, and they were the ones that came to take Benisa of Mitzrayim, Moshe and Aaron. And Rashi says, who Moshe and Aaron? He's addressing the extra who Moshe and Aaron. They were in their shlichus and in their tzidkus from the beginning to the end. Meaning they were they were just givolded. Sorry. They they were they were givolded from the beginning to the end, yeah. But he divides them into two. He talks about their shlichus and their tzidkus, their mission and their righteousness. And we have to make a distinction in our lives. This is such an important idea. We have what's called our tough kid. And we have what's called our avoider. Our tough kid can actually be carried out by somebody else. I always give the example of Noah Weinberg as a tzal. If he didn't make Aisha Torah, you think Hashem couldn't? That you think Aisha Torah wouldn't be? You think Hashem would have would would not have made sure that Aisha Torah came into existence? That was his tough kid. His tough kid was to bring Aisha Torah into reality, and he did so, Bo Hashem. But that's not his avoider. The avoider is the inner work that goes with you everywhere you are, and only you can do your avoider. If you aren't working on breaking your midas, on, on turning and on becoming, becoming what you're meant to be internally, then Hashem's kind of got his hands behind his back. If you're not taking care of your children, yeah, then see that's the children and wives becomes if it's a void, a tough kid is becomes becomes debatable. But if you're not if you're not working on becoming more internally aligned with the avoid and shloilim, then he well, what does he do? Whereas if you're not building the yeshiva that you are destined to build, well then he'll just get somebody else to build it. Not that we shouldn't be doing our tough kid, but we need to make a distinction. And the real distinction is like this. If a person is fulfilling his tough kid and he's building the yeshiva that he's destined to build, yeah, that's not what it's about. That's a very external level of his reason of being in the world. That's the external reason why he's in the world. But the avoider, the inner avoider, the Muhammad Yetzirah, yeah, grappling with yourself and bringing yourself working on yourself to get to a more aligned inner reality. Yeah, that's the avoider of being Jewish. Okay? So just remember those two words, tough kid and avoider. And now we'll see how this ties in with what I was going to say otherwise. So we say, One of the first things we say in the morning 
Yeah, one of the pesukim is and I, I will bow. I will bow. I'll do another kind of bow. Hashem in front of Hashem, my Maker. Um, the the question that I really want to ask is, what's with the dumb? What's with why was the first plague dumb? Okay. It's a whole bunch of questions, but we're just going to ask that question. What, what, what about muckers? That, I mean, all the plagues are kind of wacky, yeah? I mean, the concept of plague bichlau is a bit wacky, but but dumb. And dumb was much more miraculous than frogs, than lice, than anything else. Dumb was like mummish a miracle. Yeah, lots of frogs. I mean, you get frog infestations. You get you get locust infestations. You get wild animals sometimes. You know, I'm sure it was it wasn't it didn't seem natural. But dumb was completely. That was how does blood turn to how does water turn to blood? And what was the whole what was the thing? Okay, so in chapter 22 of the Tanya, when the Rebbe is explaining Klipa. He tells you that power is said, ani asisoni. I own the Nile and I made myself. Now these two, this is one statement, but these two ideas, I made the Nile and I own myself. This is, this is the Kleeper, the whole Kleeper, the whole concept of Kleeper Sitra Akhra is defined in those two concepts. I own the Nile and I made myself. So what's what what does that mean? What's what's going on? So um the point is the two concepts contained within I own the Nile and I made myself is the concept of ownership. The two levels of ownership. Number one, I own stuff. I own the Nile. And number two, I own myself. I didn't make myself, I, I made myself. Whereas by us, we said, Lifnei Hashem Oisi, before Hashem my maker. Big difference between a Jew and a non-Jew is that the Jew is owned, so to speak. The non-Jew isn't owned in the same way. We belong to the Boina Shulam. So Rashi says, my river, li oiri, I own the Nile, means, must be saki. I own the Nile, it's enough for my needs, I'm taken care of. That's the Indian of ownership. I own this, I own that, I own this, and that makes me self, uh, what's the word, self-reliant, and it's an Indian of making myself bigger. Then there's Aniasi Sisani. It says that uh, with my Gvura and my Chokma, I made greater my, my, uh, my greatness and my Mamshala, my dominion. Yeah. It's the same idea again, but it's the Indian of solidifying who I am. If I didn't make myself, if I made myself, Think of the difference philosophically between a person who realized he was made and a person who feels that he made himself. You realize what an ultimate difference that is? That's really what atheism is coming to say. 
atheism is atheism is coming to say, well, I don't know how we came here. So that's basically saying I made myself. Imagine a friend of mine said this to me one time. Imagine computers become conscious. Yeah. They develop consciousness. Yeah. My friend said like this, a funny, he, he said to me like this, imagine what the first computer who becomes conscious would say to the next computer who became conscious. They'd say, look, look at, and he'd bring up all these pictures of like, you know, Apple computers from the eighties and then like calculators from the fifties. And then like, he'd go back to like the abacus back in the times of, uh, Back, back in the times of, uh, you know, of the of the ancient times. And it'd say, this is what happened. This is how we came to be. Originally, we were abacuses. And then we then we developed, you know, a little bit further, became a little bit more sophisticated. Then there was this big thing, electricity came in. And then, like, things just started really heating up. And then there was the internet exploded. And then, and this is how it all, this is how it came to be. It would be the first thing you could imagine the computers doing is trying to prove that they made themselves, that they aren't a creation of mankind. You know, just it's just a, just a thought. You could imagine that would be probably one of the first things that they would try to do. So this is the idea of the cleaver. The cleaver says that I own and I am not owned. An Eved, on the other hand, so there's two kinds of Avadim. There's a regular Eved. Now all his possessions belong to his, his bow, to the rav. But he still has a balance over himself. That's a regular Evid. Then there's what's called an Evid Nietzsche, which is the Evid, you remember in Parshas Mishpatim, the one who doesn't want to leave. And then you take his ear, his right ear, and you put a thing through to the doorpost, yeah? So when Antiochus Soichre says, um, yeah, Antiochus Soichre, Kiba Mashimin at Sadiq. Who hire Oime? Everyone remembers. Pick Yavas. Yeah, the third mission, Pick Yavas. Hi, Oime. I'll take a Vadim Shamshmes Rav. I'll monastic the Kabul Pras. Don't be like the servants who serve their Rav to receive reward. Elehebeka Avadim Shamshmes Rav. Shaloi, I'll monastic the Kabul Pras. Be like the servants who serve their Rav not to receive reward. Every more Shamayim Aleichem. The Kliyocha, so the Yochim, the first Israel says on that. That it's referring to an Evid Nietzsche. An Evid Nietzsche basically says, I don't want to leave my bell. I've worked for you for six years and I'm, I'm so thoroughly identified with you. My sense of self is so bound up in you, master. I can't imagine being away from you. He's serving low almanastha Kabul Pras. And that's actually a human. That's that's the level. That's the highest level of the human. That he realizes that's a human. That's why they put the ear to the to the to the uh, to the doorpost. I'm not going to get into that. But the ear is to do with logic, and that's our human side. We the human part of us hears the neshama sees, so to speak. So but anyway, that's a side point. But, but the, the highest level we can get to as a human being is realizing that we belong to him. He owns us. Not just that he owns all of our things. But that, like that, that doesn't take so much. That's still quite a madriga to realize that everything you have belongs to him. But to realize 
that you don't really have because the you also belongs to him. You're his. And that's what Paro was going against. Paro was saying, I own the Nile. I own things. But even deeper than that, I made myself. Comes along the Makas, yeah? The whole point of the Makas was to disassemble the Kleeper, to break down the Kleeper that had accumulated since Mysa Beratius, or was Mysa Beratius, either way. So he turns the water to blood. What happens? The Medrash says, famous Medrash, is that all the Mitzrim, anyone remembers, how did the Mitzrim get to drink? Water from the Jews. What? They bought water from the Jews. They bought water from the Jews. They bought the water from the Nile. Hashem, it's like a God joke. He made it like a joke. You think you own the Nile, yeah? You can't own them. No one owns the Nile. You would never need to pay to take water from the Nile. But I've worked, and by the way, dam is Loshan money. Damim is money. Yeah, that I've worked it out, says Rabbi Shalom, that you're now going to need to buy the water from the Yidden. You think you own the Nile? Yeah, not even close. In fact, I'm going to show you that you don't own the Nile by making you buy the water from the of the Nile from the Yidden. That was the original, that was the breaking, the first breaking of that level of Kleeper, where you think you own something. No. No. The final maka, yeah, this is the maka bapatish. <laughs> the final maka was makas bechoyrus, yeah. Everyone knows that the bechor belongs to Hashem. So by the final maka, Hashem saying, "By dumb, I showed you that you don't own anything." By the final maka, he's saying you don't even own yourself. That was the completion of the breaking of the Kleber. You with me? So now just to see how important this idea is, we're nearly finished, and just to see how important this idea is, is the Aceres Adibris, okay? Which is also to do with uh, the Esamakas and the, and the, and the Esamimorim that was created the world. Obviously, 10 and 10 and 10. The Aceres Adibris divide into two sections you can split them into a bunch of ways but the most basic way is the first five are and the second five are yeah between man and god and between man and man now we know that the end of the list that when we have a list of something the final one on the list always encapsulates all of the list so we've got these two lists of five, yeah? The first one is Bena Damla Makom, the second one is Bena Damla Chavay. So let's go to the second set first. Loi Sachmoid. Don't covet, I don't know what that word means. Loi Sachmoid. Yeah, don't be jealous of your neighbour. Why? Because you don't own anything. No one owns anything. This whole concept of balas, of owning something, is a is a is a is an illusion that you've come up with in your mind, yeah? Who coin air coil? He owns everything. That's Bein Adam What's the fifth of the, what's the final one of Bein Adam 
Don't, is it Don't Shed Shem's name in vain, or is that for Shabbos? Don't Shabbos. Shabbos. What's number five? Keep it up, aim. Keep it up, aim. Ah. You didn't make yourself. <laughs> this is the Shoresh of the entire Torah. This is this is our void getting this clear. Is number one, all the things that you own, they're not yours, they're his. That includes your personality, that includes all the skills that you have, all the all the ways that you think, everything, and all the bad stuff as well. <laughs> it all belongs to him, it's all his, yeah? But more than that, the one who has all those things, that's also his. That's the Aseris Adibus, the first five that culminate in aim. you did not make yourself. You belong to him. The you belongs to him. And on the external level, it's backwards to the to the muckers because it's the Kedusha. And on the external level, yeah, is it's all his and my it, everything belongs to him anyway. And how does that tie in with your tough kid and your avoider? This is the whole Indian. Tough kid is from Russian Nifkad. Tough kid is the things that he's given you. That's you giving the things he's given you to Hashem. So Rav Noach Weinberg had this amazing ability to speak, this amazing ability to, to fundraise, this, this visionary. Those were all things he had. And he gave them all to Rabbi Nesholem, and now the world's That's tough kid. But avoider is who you are. No one knows what his avoider was like. No one knows. That's just between you and God. But we have two things going on, yeah? So we have to realize that everything we own is his, but that's just the first stage. Where we're really trying to get to is realizing that the one that owns all that stuff, me, is owned by him. <laughs> Aaron, just in time for a bracha. We should be zoicha bezat Hashem to, uh, to get this clear. <laughs> and you can catch the rerun. It might be worth it. Thank you, Rabbi. Okay, everyone shall have a good Rabbi, really, really quickly, was it, was it a Pasuk that Paro says, I made myself and I own the Nile River? Pasuk in Nach, I'll tell you the quote. Thank you for asking that. It's from, um, it's Yechezkel. There's actually two quotes. They're both in Yechezkel and in each other. The main one is Yechezkel 29.3. Kaftes Shalosh. And it's, by the way, just just um, Yitzi to tie it into our Limud Yomi, is um in uh you're gonna you're gonna read Yeshiao today, I think, tomorrow. Yeah, because yes. the very first psukim of Yeshiao says like this Chazoin, it's from from uh Tishvav, yeah, Chazoin. The third Pasuk says, Yada, no, sure kone, so yada sure konehu, a sure an ox knows its owner. The chamor avus balov and a chamor knows its its owner. And Yisrael forgot that we are owned. That's really something that we should be working on. And it's got, it's contrary to all secular psychology. It, and and it's, it's not for the Goyim. It's for us to realize that we mamash belong to the Rabbi He belongs to us as well. Just like we belong to him, he belongs to us. We're just, we're just one. That's good Shabbat and that's that's the the chasta that's going to be very soon. Bezrat Hashem. Okay, shbizoicha. Yeah, Rabbi.
اوکی ان شاء الله بس كيما شغالش خويا داش خويا داش